In one of our recent podcasts, we started the conversation around contamination. In that episode, we spoke with the Cotton Info Technical Lead for Fibre Quality, Renee Vandersloo, about some of the key sources of contamination. This podcast is the second part of that two-parter. And in this episode, Renee is going to talk to us about natural contamination, seed coat fragments, and also sticky cotton. G'day, I'm Brad Pfeffer, and this is the Cotton Info podcast, Crop to Top. Thanks for joining us today. We'll get straight into things by talking with Renee about natural contamination. Renee, yeah, thanks for joining us again. So could you tell us a little bit about what natural contamination is and how it can occur? Yes, uh, thanks, Brad. Yes, it's something that I forgot to mention last time. I think as we, uh, with this, uh, the size of the season, I think uh, we will see a few more old uh, basket pickers and module builders come into play. And when we talk about natural contamination, we're talking about things like rocks, stones, pebbles, and then also sand, something that you wouldn't see in the in the uh, round module um round modules so th this although it doesn't get into the lint and doesn't contaminate the lint it can cause big uh, issues in the gin i mean obviously these rocks and so on can can cause fires but also it can cause damage to the ginning equipment which can can cause a gin to you know to slow down or stop and having to repair it so that's just something else uh, to be cognizant of and and certainly with the uh, with the modules you know the conventional modules is obviously placement is very important uh, where you put them and when you pick them up and put them on the uh, on the transport to make sure that you, any rocks and stones and stuff like that and okay sand might be a bit difficult to make sure that, that that's not in the module as it can cause problems uh, in the production pipeline which we obviously with this big season coming up we can't afford chance to uh, break down or, or have a fire or something like that so just something to be aware of. So what would be an ideal building area or a pad to build a module what would well i think it's important to to get a place which is obviously uh, you know uh, has got which is very solid and it hasn't got a lot of rocks and and and, and stones around you know a very firm area which is which is maybe also can you know has for rain that can pour off it properly and run off it properly so just a a nice secluded area with hard ground so that there's no rocks and that sort of stuff uh, in the area clean up the area around it and so forth and, and that would certainly help a lot and i guess the other thing if there's a bit of stray cotton that they're throwing into the module yeah you don't want that too dirty no, no that, mm. that, that's exactly right i mean obviously from a gross perspective they want to make sure that they get all the seed cotton into the module builder and that's that's understandable but if it's it's dirty or it's you know full of sand or something gets much it should be just best to discard it obviously if it's a lot that's a different scenario but generally speaking it's just small clumps of it then it might be better just to discard it another issue to talk about is seed coat fragments could you tell me tell us and the listeners a little bit about that please yeah seed coat fragments is is also an, a, another important facet of, of contamination and seed coat fragments is, is is sort of quite a strange beast it sort of seems to come and go uh, and there are many reasons for seed coat fragments so one of the reasons is obviously cotton that perhaps uh, is is harvested moist and the gin has to put a lot of heat on the cotton to for the trash to be removed that can make the seed brittle and as the seed hits the gin soil it can shatter and the big issue with seed coat fragments is as opposed to trash trash you can remove the spinner can remove trash from the fiber but a seed, seed coat fragment, the, the fiber attached to the seed coat fragment, you can't remove it. And so it, it, it will be pulverized in the spinning mill, but in the end it will add up in, in, in fabric. Whereas, and you can see that quite clearly with a nap, a nap is normally like a white spot on a fabric. And sometimes you'll also see brown spots on the fabric. And these brown spots are, are more than likely seed coat fragments. And spinners are very, very afraid of seed coat fragments. The other issue, of course, is, is, is uh, you know, in some of the areas where it's very dry, 
and dry cotton coming comes into the gin uh, and the gin has not got the capacity to to put uh, any moisture on it or they don't need moisture that will obviously also mean that uh, seed coat is dry the other thing of course is uh, what we've noticed over the last couple of years in certain areas where where the fiber doesn't mature due to climatic conditions we have sort of made an, uh, sort of a bit of a correlation and we're still working on that, that immature fiber generally also means immature seed. So the seed is immature and when it hits the, uh, the gin stand with a, where the saws are, it will just break into pieces. So those are the two issues, too dry and, and immature cotton will, will cause that. And, and that is a, a, so certainly something that uh, we need to be cognizant. As I said, in the last couple of years, when you look at the ITMF contamination survey, where we see that Australian cotton is very highly ranked in the seed coat fragment area, we, we sort of, on, on average, sometimes a bit, a bit above average and sometimes a bit below. So it comes and goes. And we just need to be cognizant of, of that of that as well too. And obviously from a breeder's side as well to make sure that when they are breeding fibre that it's not a fragile seed and so forth, which was big issues in the States uh, many years ago. Not so much here, but there was big issues in the States. So these are the few things that, that we need to be aware of as well. And another major issue that growers want to avoid and or can be an issue is sticky cotton. Can you tell yes, us a bit about that? Yes, uh, sticky cotton is... is um, is due to excess uh, excess sugars. I mean, there's there's two different types. The one is uh, if if a cotton plant is put under stress, it does tend to um, produce more sugar. That is not such a big problem in the production pipeline. It's it's the the excretions on the on the um, fiber by um, sucking pests like the aphids, and more importantly in our situation the the silver whitefly. The problem with these droplets is that it can cause major issues in the production pipeline. It can slow down the gins, it can clog up the gins, and also the spinning mills as well, where it's it's um, can cause massive processing production issues and also quality issues. So sticky cotton is, you know, for example, in, in Syria, for example, is, is renowned for stickiness, and their cotton is has to be discounted by 30 to 40% or even more because uh, spinners are just not prepared to pay for it. So sticky cotton is a, is a major issue. We, we will have uh, silver white fly from time to time. If you just look at the, the crop checks that get done on a, on a weekly uh, basis in, in the different valleys, you will see that there is always a bit of silver white fly around. And I suppose once the once the count get to a certain, a certain count, then it would be best that the growers do some chemical application. It's better to catch it uh, early so you don't have to put too heavy chemicals on there because you also don't want to kill the beneficials in that pipeline. And, and obviously from an economic and ecological point of view, you want to go softly. And so this crop checks is obviously very important. And, and if they come over a certain number, then it best would be to do it. Now, if you, if for some reason you haven't been able to do that and you're aware, and, and again, I understand that a lot of growers don't want to do that because if they, if they will tell a gin that, look, this field has got potential, the, the possibility of downgrades is, is high, downgrades for sticky cotton is very high and if the cotton is fairly sticky up to a certain uh, level the gins will pick it up it will clog there they'll see it on the battery condenser they'll see it on the on the saws you have this like gooey sticky substance browny substance on on the on the fiber uh, and on the on all the metal parts and, and that will tell you what happens obviously sticky cotton also can lead to color downgrades because you get the the sooty mold and all that is on there Hopefully, if you do have a bit of sticky cotton and you have a bit of a rain event about, uh, you know, there's lots of uh, heavy rain events around. If you have a field that's got a bit of sticky cotton on it, rain generally helps to wash 
the uh, this this off, and then hopefully after that, if you have a bit of sunlight and it dries the cotton out again, that will disappear. The issue that sometimes that's the big fear from growers. They know that uh, there's a huge discount on sticky cotton, and so um, a lot of them you know, sort of take the route that they won't tell tell the ginner because they're afraid that they might get hit. You know, which which is I mean I understand that from a commercial perspective, but if it's very high, the the gin will. If it clogs up the gin, uh, then they will know. And look, I mean, the, the gins also, if they are aware of, of, of cotton, of a, of a module or two that's got sticky cotton, they can also put it aside. If it comes in the beginning of the season, they can put it aside and just leave it for, you know, generally the, the modules are in a gin yard for about three months on average. I mean, obviously at the beginning of the season, the module will be in and out quick and at the end of the season, it'll be a lot longer. But if the, if the gin is advised, they can put it aside and give the, um, you know, the sugars the possibility of perhaps breaking down a bit and and not being as strong and, and that it can be processed without any issues in the gin. So Renee, thanks very much for talking to us today. Yeah, really enjoyed learning a bit more about this topic. Yeah, no problem, mate. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for listening today. As you know, the Cotton Info team is pretty new to podcasting, so we're always happy to hear feedback. We'd also be keen to hear any suggestions that you have for things that you'd like to listen to. If you're listening on the website, remember that you can now pick up the podcasts through a whole heap of different podcast providers, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a whole heap of other ones you've probably never even heard of, like Podbean, Podcast Addict, Podchaser. So thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.